0: Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hugan, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome to the Gospel for Life Uh, We're getting the band back together today. Yes, yes. yes. (laughs) Life is happening. Life is happening. You certainly, as uh, our listeners, have heard lots of different voices on the Gospel for Life ministry, and I I actually think that's a good thing. It reflects the congeniality that many pastors have here in the Treasure Valley of wanting to see the kingdom of Christ spread uh, for His glory and for the good of His people. Um, But we want to kind of explain what's going on. So there's going to be some changes here at the Gospel for Life, and that reflects the changes in ministry, one of them being that our beloved co-host, Phil Moran, is retiring from pastoral ministry.
1: Yeah. My last uh, Sunday in the pulpit was uh, December 4, and I will be officially retired as of uh, December 31.
0: Wow. Now, how long, brother, have you been in pastoral ministry? Oh, well, I know I you're would,
1: old, so it's okay. Yeah, take, take a couple. Moments. Yeah, I'm, I am. Yeah, <laughs> he just got
2: out his abacus for those that <laughs> yeah. are listening. Yeah.
1: I am ancient. I was ordained uh, uh, to pastoral ministry in uh, 1985.
3: Wow! Mm-hmm. I think I was born. I was born then. I, I was yeah, I was seven. So <laughs> you are seven. I I started pastoral ministry in '87, the fall yeah. of '87. Uh huh. 87 so 85 87
0: Russ uh,
2: 2014
0: and I now does it count when do I count it do I count it when I became the preaching pastor or when I became an elder preaching pastor so 2000 2016 for me mm-hmm so
3: well we all hope that um, everyone was a a very good congregant before they were a pastor yes <laughs> that's right well and and for myself I'm, I'm taking a, a a leave. Hopefully, it's
0: you know temporary. But we're launching a school here in the fall, and uh, I just, in order to protect the pulpit and protect the ministry at the Well Church, I can't do everything. And I, mm-hmm. we're going to talk a little bit about that. You know, uh, how do you sustain ministry over the long haul? And oftentimes, it's choosing the great over the good. Because um, we, I mean, we've mm-hmm. been together for
3: five years. This has been such a special program. And, and as Josh is pointing out, we're only good. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're great in my. But,
0: but God has called me to a certain particular ministry that I cannot That's lay right. down.
3: That's right. right.
0: Okay, so let's talk about three things about ministry. The call to ministry, the course of ministry, and the completion of ministry. So we've talked about when all of us began. Quickly, let's talk about the call. How do we know that a person is called into ministry? And when did you guys experience that um, particularly?
1: I think uh, that there's a misconception among Christians that the call to pastoral ministry is some kind of an extra special call that um, the average Christian is uh, just called a small C call, but the pastor is a capital C call. But I I really believe, and I know you guys will agree, there is one call and that is that is the same for every christian believer take up your cross and follow me is the call from jesus christ mm-hmm. and that call is the same for every believer take up your cross and follow me now within that there are many uh, vocations that you in which you can faithfully serve and yeah, that uh, word uh,
3: vocation actually is uh, is comes from the Latin word for call.
1: Comes from the Latin word uh, for call, and uh, uh, precisely, and uh, so every believer is called into some vocation and to serve the Lord in that vocation, to serve His kingdom mm-hmm. in that vocation.
3: And for you, though, when you when you did. <coughs> actually feel like ministry was the calling for you how did that take place
1: um i talked to to my pastor when i was in college and i talked to my pastor about um how do you know if you're called uh to pastoral ministry and uh he uh, uh gave me uh The instruction that I just gave you, Mm -hmm. uh, every Christian is called, uh, take up your cross and follow me. And, uh, but he also said, if you're called to ministry, why don't you, the only way to find out if you're called uh, to ministry is if you try it and you love it and uh, you're gifted at it. Mm-hmm. So he gave me an opportunity to be an intern with the youth group at our church, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I discovered that I was gifted, and and just uh, step by step, then I'm I became a pastor.
3: I remember you telling us once about going to Urbana, and oh yeah and you which was a, a great conference that used to be held every year many people went into missions and s- service from there
1: yeah urbana 76 i don't think yeah, you were born no then. i was uh, not yeah, <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> yeah uh negatory <clears throat> Ur- urbana se- uh, 1976 i was uh, a sophomore in college and I went to uh, the Urbana co- conference in uh, Illinois on the campus of the uh, University of Illinois, uh, Champaign-Urbana. And uh, one of the speakers was uh, Billy Graham. Mm. And uh, he didn't give uh, his usual gospel presentation uh, because it was uh, a group of Christian college students. And uh, but he uh, did not give a challenge for us to give up, to put aside our career ambitions and to be open to the call of God wherever he called. And he gave uh, that invitation, and uh, I was sitting way up in the n- nosebleed uh, seats, and I think I got down to the floor in three steps. Mm-hmm. when he gave uh, that challenge. And uh, at that time, uh, my career ambition was that I was going to go to law school and uh, be a, an attorney. And uh, I gave that up uh, in that moment, uh, but I didn't know uh, what the future held. But I was uh, just uh, surrendered to wherever God mm-hmm. called
2: I think um, as Phil's talking, you you have to, in the context, there used to be this mindset that that he was referring to that only those that were called into full-time pastoral ministry had a calling. Um, One of the wonders of the Reformation is that they um, rediscovered the the biblical teaching of the priesthood of all believers, that all of us have a calling from God, no matter what vocation that ends up being. And just like all those other quote-unquote career paths, you you follow those things that God has gifted you in, that God has given you the desire to do. And I would say that other people recognize in you yeah, that they confirm. If I think I have a call to pastoral ministry and nobody else is saying that, then that's right. there should be some red flags that go up and say, right. oh, if nobody else is recognizing this giftedness, if no one else is encouraging me in this, then in essence what you're doing is you're putting yourself forward. And that doesn't seem to be the biblical teaching on pursuing pastoral ministry.
1: Yeah, the, the call to pastoral ministry is uh, confirmed. Well, any call is confirmed by two uh, confirmations, any, any call. And every Christian is called uh, to some vocation. And uh, uh, it's the internal call and the external call. Uh, the affirmation that comes from, uh, from other people about your giftedness. And everybody is gifted in
0: some area so we talked a little bit about the call to ministry let's talk about the course uh, the course of ministry so you've been in ministry since 85 jonathan you 87 and i know prior to you taking over the pulpit at cloverdale in 2014 you had served in ministry for quite a while uh, as, as different functions of leadership is the over the course of ministry is is everything green pastures is everything mountaintop experiences is everything the valley of the shadow of death like, talk, talk <laughs> us through that. What does that look like? How, how do you sustain that course?
2: Well, I think this is important because when you think about the call, then if you think, well, God led me this direction, then therefore everything's going to be great once I'm there because, well, God led me here. And the sense is that as we're called to ministry, that's both the joys and sorrows, that it's wonderful experiences, as hard experiences, that the call is not confirmed by the ease of, of the ministry Mm -hmm. now the call is confirmed that you know god is saying be steadfast and immovable give yourself fully to the work of god because your labor is never in vain you might not ever see the fruit of that labor but god is working as you're working and the course of ministry is to to really just be faithful faithful to the call faithful to what that call represents which is proclam our gospel proclamation Mm -hmm. and the the details of the course of that ministry, in essence, you you turn over to God and say, naturally, you know that I would love to have an easy path to walk along, um, but that's not always what God sees as best.
3: I think I think ministry has some of the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Um, you know, yeah. I think about even Paul, who's ser- who who served. Um, you know, the Apostle Paul, and he talks about it in Second Corinthians four. You know, this is the one that said, he's already said in other places, you know, that his ministry was, he was determined to know uh, nothing but Christ and him crucified. And then later, he's saying, we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not to us. We are afflicted in every way, but not crushed, perplexed, but not driven to despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed, always carrying about in the body, the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus might be manifest in our body. He's 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 talking about. Uh, he'll go into detail about what he's been through, you know, in terms of his service for the Lord. But uh, you know, the thing that keeps coming back: he's not crushed, he's not perplexed, he's not in despair, he's not forsaken. Um, these are the things that we <laughs> recognize about that call in our life. Well, and. To, to kind of tie the bow at the end of the show the reason why
0: paul was able to make it is near the end he says and the lord stood with me the whole time i mean right. mm-hmm. the this guy this guy abandoned me this guy abandoned me this hardship came upon me i'm writing this from prison but the reason why i stood uh, i could stay the course is because the lord stood by me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been listening to the Gospel for Life. We're going to definitely continue these year-end reflections and this five-year reflection of being partners on this radio program. So we hope that you tune in on tomorrow's program. We'll see you next time.